0: Good night live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. Good evening everybody and welcome to Haunted Nights Live. This is Alistair Cross, and I'm here with my co-host, Tamara Thorne. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. If you're listening online, please click the follow button. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at authorsontheair.com. To learn more about us, your hosts, visit our websites at tamarathorne.com and alistaircross.com. You can also give our Haunted Nights Live page a like on Facebook or visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com. If you tweet, our handle is at thorncross. We'd like to give a very big special thank you to W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. This is a copyrighted trademark podcast owned solely by the Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network, LLC. Uh, Again, welcome everybody and thank you for listening. Tonight, we are talking to best-selling multiple award-winning author, Marie Lavender. Uh, Marie is the author of such books as Upon Your Return and Magic and Moonlight and about 19 or 20 other books. Uh, She was a poetry winner of the 2015 PNP Authors Contest, an honorable mention in the 2014 BTS Red Carpet Book Awards, finalist and runner up in the 2014 Mars social author of the year competition, and an honorable mention in the January 2014 Reader's Choice Award. Uh, She was the winner of the great one liners contest on the directory of published authors. She lives in the Midwest with her family and three cats. She's been writing for over 20 years, and has more works in progress than she can count on two hands. Since 2010, Marie has published 20 books in the genres of historical romance, contemporary romance, romantic suspense, paranormal romance, fantasy, mystery thriller, literary fiction, and poetry. Current series are the Heiress in Love series, and the Magic series, and the Blood at First Sight series. Um, Before we introduce her, I am going to turn the time over to my co-host, Tamara Thorne, who is going to read an excerpt from marie's book second nature which uh she will be marie will be giving away two two copies of of second well one copy of second nature and one copy of magic by moonlight uh if you want to enter for your chance to win just give us a uh send us a private message on our facebook haunted nights live page and we will put you into the contest all right so now Without further ado, here is Tamara Thorne with an excerpt from Second Nature.
1: Oh, right. Second Nature is book one of the Blood at First Sight series, too. Oh, that's a great title for a series. I love it. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Alex was on the trail of a blood so sweet he couldn't help but follow it. He would feed tonight if he could, but the hunger wasn't raw enough for that, uh, that it was absolutely necessary yet. He tracked the fragrance through the screams of children at the annual Jazz and Blues Festolo, through the smell of fair food, the glowing street lamps, and the loud sounds coming from the bands playing down the street. Wherever the scent was coming from, he had to have it. It was female, that much he knew. He'd always craved the blood of females, but only those of legal age. He wasn't that choosy. They just had to be willing enough to want a moment alone with him. He wiped their memories afterwards, so he never had to worry about humans discovering the truth. He guessed that most vampire lore came from mistakes made by those of his species. Memories weren't taken away or replaced, and the stories had spread. Luckily, those rumors had evolved into fantastical literature and movies, or at least something more relegated to the National Enquirer. Most vampires were careful with their identities, and he was no different. In a black leather jacket, Equally dark jeans and a black Coldplay T-shirt, his size 12 feet shoved into a pair of black Nikes, he blended into the crowd. At the corner of Charles and Hamburg, he lost her scent. Despite the smells of corn dogs and cotton candy, he lifted his head and inhaled deeply. A hunger pang strength struck and his canines tingled, reminding him of his need, but he managed to suppress it. He tuned out the din around him until all he could hear were his own quiet breaths. Then he heard it, a calm, steady beat. The smell of fresh roses reached his nostrils, teasing more than his blood left. He looked down at the once dormant lump beneath his zipper. Christ, he thought. Not only was this woman's blood an unusual nectar, he wanted her as well. This was going to get complicated. It was one thing to take blood, only what he needed to survive. But when attraction was added to the mix, everything became complicated. He wasn't sure he would be able to ignore the desire rising inside of him long enough to secure her blood. He had to try though. Now that he'd located her, he couldn't walk away. Oh yes, she was very close. He turned his head to the right, scanning. Desiree, Desiree, look at this, the woman exclaimed. He spied two women in a booth. The vendor was selling Native American pottery. It was quality stuff, he realized. The nearest Native American tribe to Baltimore was the Piscataway tribe, but he suspected the vendor at the festival was Navajo because he re- recognized the dialogue when the old woman spoke to her business partner. He'd been to Arizona many years back, and he assumed they were probably traveling to different states. If he wasn't so obsessed with his bloodlust sus- at the moment, he might have bought something. The first woman had short reddish-brown hair. She was slender and fairly tall, dressed in a brown suede skirt with a white blouse. She lifted up an oddly-shaped white turquoise face, which had intricate designs on its contours. The second woman ambled over to her companion. She was so breathtakingly beautiful that his chest ached. She had very dark hair, long and almost black, but he couldn't tell for sure in the booth lighting. Her eyes were almond shaped and her skin was golden, which he suspected was her natural coloration, not from the sun, lending an almost exotic appearance to her features. She wore a simple blue sun dress with brown cowgirl boots, providing an ample view of her shapely legs. He could see from the outline of the dress that she had enough curves to make a man want to inspect her further. The surprised look on her face pleased him for some reason. He knew it was her blood she had sensed. he had sensed. He could smell it very well now. His hearing was sensitive enough that he could pick up the rest of their conversation as well. Isn't this it? That's exactly what you're looking for, right? Oh, Natalie, it's perfect. You have to buy it, Dev. He winced at the nickname, which didn't suit her natural beauty at all. It's so lovely. The breathless breathless quality to her voice caused him to close his eyes briefly. He could listen to that voice for hours.
0: I want to know Very more. Nice. I know, right? <laughs> Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Uh, all right. So uh welcome to the show, Marie. Well, how are you. you? Yeah,
2: I am good. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: You're
1: welcome. Oh,
2: we love that's you a, and your yeah. stuff. It's really
1: great.
0: Yeah, that's we a great
1: met you when, Yeah, you know, we, we met you when you did a blog with us and we were hooked ever
0: since. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you've been you've been yeah. just for anybody who's listening, we've 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 uh known Marie, you know, well, not known, known, but, you know, cyber known Marie for a while. And she's awesome. You've you've done a mm-hmm. lot for us in terms of getting, you know, giving us interviews and things like that, you know, so thank you for that. I I mm-hmm. am pleased to have you on. Um, the first thing I want to uh, mention is when you <clears throat> first start a book, especially a vampire book, you have to get into, you know, a, a lot of you know, the rules of the vampires and, and I've written um, we've actually, we've both written vampire uh, novels before uh, Tamara's novel, Candle Bay, which is, which has been out a while. And uh, my novel, the crimson corset, which is uh, coming out in just a couple of weeks, actually. But um, what I'm struck by is you do such a good job, especially in, you know, for, for this, you know, you know, moving the story while at the same time telling the reader what's going on. Um, do you have, how, how, what is your process like? Do you, do you find that a difficult balance to strike?
2: Um, no, I mean, I guess, I guess I just get into the zone and, and let the scene come out, you know, and, right. you know, I'm just like, I just let it happen, and then when I step back later, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I did that." <laughs> you know? so,
0: nice. I mean, yeah. I can
2: add more details later, of course, but you know, I guess it's just I'm kind of in that mm-hmm. moment, you know.
1: Nice. Do, you, do you let your characters kind of take over? It's, um. It kind of sounds like it. It That's doesn't. Do.
2: Yeah, I don't plan to do that. I mean, it just happens. So yeah, a lot of exactly. times they just kind of do their own things. They that do a lot. you know sometimes i'm like no you should have gone this way and they're like yeah, <laughs> no, forget it. you know i'm doing my own thing so yes we know that was, yeah exactly. I, I think
1: that's what being in the zone means is letting it the does, characters uh, take the reins yeah. when, they, when they came in come I in we're in the zone <laughs> yeah right Anyway.
0: So tell us a little bit about, this is from This is from Second Nature, which is book one of the Blood at First Sight series. How many books are in this series now?
2: Um, there will be three. I haven't finished writing the other two, so it's fairly new, it just came out in okay. November. So um, yeah, I'm still in the process of writing the other two, but uh, yeah, we'll nice. get to that. Okay.
1: It looks like you write really fast, though, so we won't have to wait too long. Yes. <laughs> yes. You seem yes, you to be quite... You, you always have, like, 10, 10 or 20 projects going at once.
2: I have tons of projects going at once, but <laughs> I I try to limit myself, you know, a little bit. I mean, I would say I have a lot of projects on the burner where I would say maybe 100 at, at the same time, but... Um, Wow. But, like I said, I try to limit myself to maybe, you know, a few at once instead, you know. I try Mm -hmm. to focus a little bit, you know. Eventually, I'm like, (laughs) okay, I need to pick a project. Now do it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We know
1: your pain. (laughs) (laughs) I I was interested in the reading. Um, Your vampires have certain attributes he breathes. Uh, he has great sense of smell. What what attributes have you chosen for your vampires as compared to like other people? What what's how, what makes your vampires different?
2: Um. Well, I mean, of course, uh-huh. they they need blood. They they have the teeth. <laughs> they <laughs> <and> they bite. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, they're not. You know, they're they're sensitive to sunlight. They can't be out in sunlight. They um. I guess most of the usual things, only um, they can't, any mortal mortal wound uh-huh. that would probably hurt us, um, if, like, if they don't feed, they could still die from it, you know, so, oh. um, so it's not like, I mean, yeah, they're immortal, but, you know, they still have some, some human... Yeah sort of qualities i think that's what i wanted to bring to this series was yeah i wanted it to be a vampire series and you know i love vampires but oh yeah Yeah. i wanted it to be i wanted to bring the humanity out in in a vampire instead you know instead of oh they're just monsters and they're gonna get right
0: right so yeah so now is this is this your first is this the first vampire novel you've written
2: it is technically, yeah, it is the first, it's not the first story, but it is, it is the first uh, one that I have fully written and published yet.
0: Nice. And Did I'm guessing mean- that you've found that readers really, really like it. Um, you know, people love empires. What are your thoughts on that? Why do you think people love empires so much?
2: Um... I mean, obviously, sometimes it might be the the macabre fascination, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's different for everyone. Maybe they're just interested in the paranormal in general, or um, just the whole shifting thing, or uh, I don't know. Just, I guess, superhuman abilities. I think there's something yeah. very fascinating about that for a lot of people, you know, because it's it's not what we can do, but we can almost imagine ourselves as, you know, that character. So wouldn't right. it be cool if we had those abilities, sort of thing.
1: Right. So, and so vampires are romantic too. I mean, there's, and and the immortality must be interesting to people. But yeah. the romance aspect—you know—they started out as ghouls, and now they've since Stoker. They're not well, not terribly, but
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they were to they did start out as monsters, you? and it's
1: not quite yeah. that way anymore. So no, and what I wanted to ask you before is, <laughs> choked on my own spit. Um, <laughs> vampires, uh, not vampires. We know they're sexy, but mm-hmm. other people just love werewolves, and then the zombie fascination. What do you make of these things? I've never quite figured it out. What is it about zombies that that those those are not sexy?
2: No. That, that one, one movie. That, yeah. that one uh that one I can't understand. Um <laughs> I mean vampires, yes. Uh, werewolves maybe. You know, it depends on what kind of werewolf yeah. we're talking about. But yeah, I don't get the zombie, zombie. thing. And yeah. you know, there there's a few other types of creatures that I just I don't understand why it would be appealing. <laughs> but I mean I I have <laughs> you
1: know but there there is one zombie that's appealing and that's the you would like it if you haven't seen it warmer bodies it's a dom basically
0: Yeah, warm bodies yeah 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 you would love
1: that Mm -hmm.
0: so now if you okay so i want to talk a little bit about alec um Mm -hmm. this is your first this is your first vampire book and um you know we just read like a page and a half maybe two pages and already i have a very vivid um picture of him not not just physically but you know who he is Oh, and i loved the uh coldplay t-shirt by the way that was awesome and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i liked that his 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 uh fangs tingled i wanted to point that out too because that was that, that's interesting oh, yeah. but where did this character come from
2: i guess you could say it was more like a fantasy of mine Like, you know, I've always thought, you know, I've always read these, I don't know, I've always been fascinated with vampires, but, you know, with TV shows and movies and everything. And then I started getting into, like, J.R. Ward and um, I started reading her books and it kind of opened up a world for me. And I guess with Alec, it was like, he was the epitome of vampire sexy to me. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, you
0: you know. Know. <laughs> wow. yeah. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Jared Ward and I have to I have to add that uh, a couple of years ago I, I happened upon her books and it's <laughs> it's one of those series that I'm like, Oh, I don't wanna say how much I love this, but I couldn't put it down. <laughs> yeah,
2: you, you don't expect <laughs> to like it, but no, like I started so, I yeah. started I actually stumbled across it because I was in these, one of these eBay buying spree things. Yeah. (laughs) You can buy like a lot of books, whereas like you buy five books at once or something. So Uh I bought like five, the first five books of the series because they sounded kind of interesting. So I was like, eh, why not? You know, I'm only spending Mm -hmm. a little bit of money, so it's not a big deal if I hate it, whatever. So I started reading them and it was like, Obsession, you know, yeah, exactly. Oh. You just get sucked into
0: them, yeah, yeah. It it's uh, having... I got as far, yeah, I got as far as uh, yeah, it is I don't remember the titles, but it was Vicious, it was his story. I that's the last this one is, I read, yeah, was, he is interesting, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, but yeah, I was like, it's one of those guilty pleasures. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this, but I don't, you know,
2: yeah, so uh, just Rath announce it right now, <laughs> yeah. Wrath is my favorite.
0: Yeah, I like Wrath too. Wrath and I also like uh, oh, not Wrath but the, the the next one, Hollywood.
2: hmm They call him yeah.
0: Hollywood. What's his what's his real name?
2: Um, or maybe it is Yeah, I forget he's his more. name.
0: I know, me too. Uh know, Rage. Is it like... Rage.
2: Is it Rage? Rage. Yeah, Rage. 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 Okay, Rage. yeah,
0: he's yeah. yeah, he's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. back to your books. Okay. <laughs> so you've been writing for 20 years and you've published about 20 books some traditionally some self-published which um i want to talk to you a little bit more about that later but um what how old were you when you wrote your first book and what where do you think this this need to write came from
2: um so i started writing stories i started out writing short stories um and so it was just, I started when I was about nine years old. and That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I yeah. think we all did. <laughs> yeah. It, well, you know, whenever I could actually construct a sentence pretty well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so as soon as I could write, physically write, I think I yeah. was writing. And um, before that, you know, it was, I guess it... I could admit this in a silly way, but you know, before that, it was acting it out with dolls and in my head, and like, you know, characters. I, you know, and I thought it was just imagination at that point, but it became something more, like these stories that were just playing out in my head, and they needed, they needed a way out. So, yeah. Um i'm sorry what, right? what was your other question
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well I, t- have- I tend to ask questions that are like three questions in one so the other yeah, part, yeah. so the, so the other part of that challenge was, i do i do i don't know why i do that but <laughs> the other part of the question was like who who inspired you early on what do you remember there being a certain book that that you were like that you read or you saw and that made you say you know i want to do this
2: um I read so many when I was younger, of course, um, I guess it's been just a whole bunch of them, you know, like, my mom used to read to me when I was little, and, you know, so it was like, bopsy twins, uh, boxcar children, things like that, and it was fascinating, and, um, when I was able to read on my own, of course, you know, I would read tons of stuff, and, it, and it was, um, I would say, as far as romance, when when I actually got interested in romance writing, I kind of, I guess I kind of always was. But when I actually said, yeah, this is what I want to do, um, probably I was about 16 and I'd read Catherine Coulter's uh, Devil's Embrace.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Oh, which, right. I,
2: I mean, it's very sexy. So, right. I, w- I mean, it opened a huge world for me. And I was like, really? People write like this? You know? So, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, at that point, you feel like you're doing something bad, you know? So.
1: <laughs> that feels so good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I could write that stuff, you know? <laughs> so, did, did you ever get interested in the gothics, Gothic romance? You know, like I read some of it. of it. I,
2: I read uh-huh. some. Um, I wouldn't say that I write it necessarily now,
0: um,
2: uh-huh. but yeah, it is interesting. Um, I was, I read like Jennifer Blake when she first started out, she read, she wrote a few, uh, Gothic, uh, historicals, I guess. And, uh, that was, those were pre- pretty interesting. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like modern ones too. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Allison, you have us. A- All right. So, so for those, if, if anybody's just joining us, we are talking to Marie Lavender, multiple award winning author of Magic and Moonlight, Upon Your Return, the Blood at First Sight series, and many, many more. Uh, Marie is giving away two ebooks tonight Second Nature and Magic and Moonlight. Uh, just email us privately at our Facebook page at Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. Be sure to give us a like, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, Keep listening. We have upcoming guests uh, such as F. Paul Wilson, Jonathan Mayberry, and Christopher Moore. Also coming up, we have Jeff Lindsay, author of the Dexter series, Charlene Harris, author of the Southern Vampire series and basis of the HBO series True Blood, and supernatural historian Troy Taylor. Uh, We are pleased to announce that our horror novel, The Cliff House Haunting, is available now at Amazon.com. And also, my solo novel, which is a vampire novel titled *The Crimson Corset*, is currently in production and is expected to be released in just a few weeks. Um, finally, *The Ghosts of Ravencrest*, our serialized uh, gothic novel, uh, we are almost finished with the eighth installment. We've decided on the title *Spellbound*, and we got the cover back art, uh, the cover art back for it, and love it. Uh, for more information about our upcoming projects, you can visit our website. Marie, we we like to focus on, on this show. We like you know all the monsters and the gore and stuff like that, and that's all fine and dandy. But I want to ask you a couple questions about romance because this <laughs> this is really interesting to me. What mm-hmm. would you say? Do you do you ever do you ever find uh, uh, do you ever reach a point where you're like, how do I make this sexy? Or this, you know, like this person. Do you ever run out of sexiness? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not you personally, but you. <laughs> no, that didn't come really out. Oh, I can, I can hear it. So oh, you mean yeah, I that. am? <laughs> Why are you so damn sexy all the time? Do <laughs> you ever run out of sexy material?
2: <laughs> oh, um. I don't know i have concerns now and then that you know it won't turn out sexy but i guess i just let it flow and see what happens you know and go from there and if i need to tweak something i will but um i don't know i i guess it just happens and i don't worry too much about it you know right so
0: so and then alongside the 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 romance you know you you also do a lot of paranormal and this is where we you know really uh we both love paranormal we we mostly
2: write strictly
0: yeah paranormal so so what why do you write paranormal
2: um i guess i've kind of always been fascinated with it you know vampires werewolves ghosts um I've always kind of been interested in in the unexplained and the otherworldly type things and um you know watching a lot of movies that were paranormal and um even some horror films I guess but yeah. I don't really like a lot of gory type stuff <laughs> I yes, guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I could think of one I liked that was Darkness Falls so it was about like an evil tooth fairy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. Good. But you know, anything that's too gory I don't I don't necessarily like Yeah,
1: I'm not a big fan of gore unless it's funny and then it's fine but
2: Yeah.
1: Those so like are my I, I used to
2: watch Buffy and Charmed and oh. Um things like that and Fun. you know I love just, Buffy. Yeah, I love <laughs> Buffy and Angel and all them and mm-hmm. um like now I'm catching up on the witches of East End and so it's like uh, nice. witches and vampires and things like that. I I guess I've always been interested in that stuff. Um I'm not really sure why. <laughs> it just well, kind of happened. I, have
1: to, I must ask you, have you ever experienced something you can't explain like a ghost or do you have any ghost stories? I live for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, see oh, like tell, tell. that was yes. um one thing I was gonna mention was my grandmother used to tell us ghost stories, and mm. um, like around the campfire when we went camping, and so I kind of have to blame some of my fascination with on uh, her.
1: Uh, and, what a great grandmother I know, <laughs> yeah, right? She was, <laughs> uh,
2: she was uh, yeah she loved to scare us, and you know, we would be really scared and shivering, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> she she had a little bit of a an ornery streak, so, um yeah i have had experiences i wouldn't say i've had major experiences i know people who have um Uh actually i do have one um a little bit major but okay so i've had some experiences Uh i live in a victorian house it's 1890s
0: Uh uh-huh
2: um sometimes i just sense that uh, i'm being watched you know and then Uh I've had, like, you catch things out of the corner of your eye, you know? Oh,
1: okay. yeah.
2: Um, like, one time I looked over in the TV and I could see a white figure, you know? That Ooh. really wasn't, you couldn't, like, yeah. point it. You know how, like, you can see shapes that are part of the room? But that wasn't yes. part of the room. It was an actual face. And so that was a little bit... Wow.
0: Did you freak out?
2: <laughs> yeah. I just kind of froze and oh. went... <laughs> okay, you know, oh, I mean, I'm gonna like pretend yeah. that didn't happen, but
1: yeah. Is that the so, minor major experience, or is there another? That's one, pretty or?
2: minor, actually. Um, uh, I've had where I hear music that you know wasn't possibly ooh. there. Oh, um, oh, how cool! But, like old time uh-huh. music, you know. So, uh huh. I mean, like Played. it wasn't. It wasn't like your neighbors where you hear music. It wasn't at all like right. that. It was like a piano type. Yeah. Thing in your house. Then, yeah. While
1: well, you're and then, upstairs and its downstairs and so you're giving me ideas.
2: And then this <laughs> one this one thing happened pretty recently um probably oh. a couple months ago. Um my fiance uh-huh. and I were the only ones here and um we were cooking some kind of meal and all of a sudden and I kid you not this happened but the spoon like there was a wooden spoon and the spoon just like we saw it slowly rise up it uh-huh slowly rise up into the air and fling the stuff at us and you know <laughs> it was scalding hot and so like oh. it got burned but it was pretty oh. scary you know
1: that's supposed to be unusual to actually get hit by anything
2: yeah my um, my feeling you're fiance getting, yeah.
1: getting
0: tamara all excited <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah i'm breathing heavy what about
2: yeah. you? <laughs> um, he has stuff happen to him all the time. I think he actually has uh-huh. some medium powers or something. You know, like you Probably. know, how, like, things are drawn to him. I think mm-hmm. uh, he's got some things like that going on. So yeah. he could have brought. That, it, that, that happens.
1: Who knows? Yeah, my, my husband's kind of that way. He's more open. I always get quickly yeah, and, open and, get and in. Like, yeah yeah and it's very cool because then you're with somebody who draws that stuff but you don't have to do it yeah. yourself,
2: you, know? <laughs> you don't yeah. have to
1: let them suck on you And yeah, he it's, has it's, all kinds of
2: stories about stuff that happened to his house so uh, Todd, maybe uh, we better get him on too <laughs> 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 the,
1: the
0: uh
1: the, the wooden spoon though we've i've never had anything thrown at me but Alistair and i actually saw one of those together and i've seen a few before we put one in cliff house because it happened when we stayed at that haunted cabin and just yeah. the thing slowly pushing off. And I saw a can of cat food, which fortunately wasn't open. A cat and I both saw it slide off my desk. And it just very slowly, and it went out about a foot. And it just dropped to the floor. And the cat and I are going, whoa. <laughs> 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 this stuff happens.
2: And your, no, cats, what your cat, cats will send things, you know. They will.
1: They will. That was at a, uh, my husband's office. And for our business and Ricky decided it was time to go home so we took him home. <laughs> he didn't like it when that place acted up. He hated it. <laughs> he wasn't amused. <laughs> so
2: he yeah, I've actually, the front door
1: and wait for us. Uh-huh. I've
2: actually seen things out of the corner of my eye. Like I actually saw something like some figure like a shadow run uh-huh. right past me one time and I was like okay <laughs> yeah it's
1: really mm-hmm. something isn't it but supposedly that's where you do see things like that it's from the side hey, of the it, it,
2: it usually only happens when the house is extremely quiet you know and then it's like
1: uh-huh.
2: then it happens But <laughs> so you probably
1: don't notice half of it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a good thing yeah. to say right
0: do you, do you know anything minded,
2: so you know
0: do you know anything <laughs> about the his, you know anything about the history of the house or
2: um i don't i would would have to find out but uh interesting. it would be it would be interesting to to research that so have
0: you written any have you written any ghost stories
2: i have yeah I did write one that was um it was a paranormal mystery thriller and it was one of the few times I actually wrote in first person point of view, and oh. um, <clears throat> and it was called "A Misplaced Life and It was about this girl who uh, she kinda seeks revenge on her killer
0: Ooh, interesting the, yeah
2: mm-hmm. it it was very it was very different for me to write because um I did write a couple of scenes from the killer's point of view. And you know, it's so strange how you can kinda of tap into that, you know. Little it's little bit of the darkness
1: and all that, yeah. you know. So Yeah. Yeah. Decide yeah. <laughs> over who gets to write the next serial killer scene. Sometimes we yeah. love we yeah. Yeah. Love going yeah. into the darkness.
0: You know? Very therapeutic. You get to kill the last person. It's my turn to yeah. kill.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, as a writer you can do things like that. You can get away exactly. with it. It yeah. is.
1: <laughs> yeah an editor who told me that his romance writers were the most problematic and the horror writers were the easiest to get along with and his theory was it was because we get it out on paper and it's probably <laughs> oh, <we're> right <laughs> that's
0: interesting so paranormal
1: romance is probably pretty cool yeah why, why yeah. do you write paranormal oh Alice. Just... Oh, you asked that um yeah is it I'm ask we,
0: uh, go ahead
1: Oh, I I asked the wrong question. What I really meant to ask was what gave you the idea for second nature?
2: Oh. Well, technically it was basically a scene that I that was just sitting around and I resurrected it and but when I first wrote the scene it was I think I was in like a kidnapping mystery sort of mindset. And I wanted uh-huh. to see how um, the woman would react if she woke up uh, tied up in the back seat of a car. And oh, wow. <laughs> so really, uh-huh. when I went back and I said, all right, let's make a story out of this, I didn't expect any of this stuff to happen. I, I didn't even expect it to be vampire-related. Um, uh-huh. So what came out of it was this sort of spunky, sarcastic young woman named Desiree who discovers that vampires actually exist so it, it kind of surprised me even I think
0: yeah yeah do, do you have uh one thing that we've we've talked about with other guests too is that that line that you you walk when when your real life character comes face to face with the unknown and how much time do you spend on yeah getting them to accept that and and without boring the reader but but with it being believable that someone's entire reality has just been you know reshaped and you've been doing this for a long time you know so how 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 do you go about that well is it hard for you to to create a believable length of time for your character to come to terms with the paranormal or without going too far?
2: I think it depends entirely on the character. Like, the, you know, right. if the character is already open-minded, you're probably not going to have to worry about it too much. But right. if they're somewhat closed-minded, it's going to be harder. You know, like, there was this um, um, sort of related but unrelated to Second Nature um, when I was talking about place life. That book. um She had a lot of trouble trying to get the attention of the detective um because he was so close-minded. He didn't even believe paranormal.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: So, you know, she would push things yeah. around, and he'd be like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, whatever." You know, and so <laughs> like, crap. What do I do nice. now? You know. Nice. So he was kind of an example of somebody who would be hard to. To write from that perspective, because uh,
0: right,
2: but it, I don't know. Um, yeah. Desiree, it took her a while to to come to terms with it, but I didn't uh, want it to take too long. <laughs> you know, I mean, she yeah. did. Right. She did struggle at first. You know.
1: Yeah. So that's always a hard spot for me to it switch is. from the, the the yeah the psycho the normal psychology because I'm a skeptic at heart. I don't know that what ghosts are. I just know that there are anomalies, and I have, I've seen things I can't explain away, but I think it is some kind of explanation if I only knew it. (laughs) And and so when my character has to accept that he's being done by a succubus or whatever, but it just (laughs) floors me for a little while. And It's like I have to switch gears for him to accept this. It's it's difficult. It's
2: almost like you have to put yourself in the character's perspective Mm -hmm. in order to say, okay, do. If yeah, I wore this character. How would I react? And, mm-hmm. and I guess it kind of goes from there because, yeah, Desiree struggled at first, and I I had to really think. You know, how would she react to this? You know. Yeah. She was yeah. a little bit resentful and <laughs> a little bit. Huh, are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> sort of things. <Right>. <laughs> <up. laughs> yeah.
1: It- this is a really fascinating book, and I, I'm wondering, do you have plans for more supernatural-themed books?
2: I do, actually. Um, I'm currently working on a paranormal sci-fi romance. Um, that, that one is called Blue Vision. And then nice. And then I have, obviously, I have plans to work on uh, the other books in the Blood at First Sight series. And then I have to finish up the magic series. I need to finish up um the last book which is called Magic Sunrise. Nice. And that that Good one's title. a rom- romantic fantasy. <laughs> I as far as like I have tons of other projects that are paranormal related, I have I have a series called Spells and Shifters which will be about uh, witches and shapeshifters. And then I have um this one series in mind it'll be like six books um it's called the witches of moon haven series
0: oh nice
2: cool. and it's historical romantic fantasy so it's set in around the time of the salem witch trials so
1: oh fun very um, cool
2: so yeah i yeah. i just don't think i'll be running out of ideas for that. right right know. <laughs> yeah. cool.
0: All right, if anybody is just joining us, we are talking to Marie Lavender, um, award-winning, multiple award-winning and best-selling author of about 20 books, two of which she is giving away to two lucky winners tonight. Um, Just send us a private email at our Haunted Nights Live page on Facebook. And uh, you for your chance to win a copy of... uh, uh second nature or magic and moonlight and that brings me to magic and moonlight which i want to ask about that too um i haven't read this one let's talk about magic and moonlight and this is book one of the magic series correct
2: it is yeah Mm
0: -hmm. okay so where what's this about
2: Uh, magic and moonlight is it starts out with a a former cop or former detective, who, he, he has some things that happened to him in the past, so he moves to a small town to sort of get away from the city, and he stumbles across this woman who is, um, she's doing a spell or some kind of ritual, mm-hmm. and he thinks, oh, she's just dabbling in it, whatever, you know, and... Mm-hmm. But he he is extremely attracted to her, and so he says, "Okay, I'll take you home, whatever." You know, yeah. Well, not take her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're starting to sound like me. No. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, Wow, that didn't come out right. No, like give her a lift home, you know. So give her right home. So um. Then she decides, ah, you know too much. So she, she's an actual witch, and she's, she's trying to protect her secret. So she decides to do a love spell on him to mm-hmm. kind of uh, get him under her power and uh, to control him in a way. Yeah. Only the whole thing backfires on her and everything. So, and you got to read it to find out the rest, but <laughs> Oh,
0: sweet. So, how many how many books are in this series?
2: Um, this there's 3 actually, and the second book, it kind of it kind of happened by accident. I did not plan to have sequels of uh, for Magic and Moonlight. I actually had a reader ask me at the release party, is there gonna be a sequel mm-hmm. or something? And I was like, no. Um, well, I kind of made a liar out of myself, not, you know, intentionally, but because the muse decided you right. are gonna write sequels. Uh-huh. Uh, so then I had an idea for this little girl who finds out she's a witch. So in the middle of this series, there is a children's book. Uh, it's a children's fantasy. So, you know, it's totally different. Um, right. It can be read as a standalone or it can be read with the series. So Interesting. Yeah, do, you, so, um, do, you, do you
0: have a lot of series? Do you, do you prefer doing series or do you prefer the standalones?
2: I do actually both. I do write both uh, standalones and series. Um, I guess it's comfortable to to do a series because you're you're used to the characters, you know, and right. it, you know it just kind of keeps going. But at the same time, I do like the standalones, you know, it's sort of a, to spice up everything with a standalone now and then, you know, um, right? Because like recently, I had to write a contemporary romance short story for an anthology and that was different you know it was interesting not to have to write a series you know <laughs> right <laughs> yeah right. so i do like the series idea but i just don't want it to go too far like a trilogy is about good enough for me yeah so which is a moonhaven okay. series i'm kind of i'm kind of breaking my rule a little bit so that one will be six bucks. <laughs> oh wow! Want, Tell us one free basically. So that's Tell awesome. Us
0: about
1: that one. That sounds great. We <laughs> like witchcraft, Alice We, and I. Do. we yeah, do. we do Fascinated a lot. About <laughs> so, well, let me ask you this: um, If you you write a lot of paranormal romance, but you also write regular romance, which <laughs> do you like best, and why? Enjoy most, I should say.
2: Ah, oh, wow. That's a, good, that's a hard question. Um, I would say I like them equally. I do, uh-huh. I, I like historical and paranormal equally. And if I can merge them even better, you know. But, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I have, I am leaning towards paranormal right now. <laughs>
1: Oh nice. you you know, without even,
2: without even meaning to I guess yeah
1: are your are your romances historicals all the time or just some of the time,
2: yeah, only some of the time, I actually have a lot of works in progress that are just contemporary I have uh-huh. a lot that are just historical, and then I have some that they're kind of hard to define where they're. Uh-huh. probably paranormal they could be dystopian they could be i mean i haven't really pinned them down to an exact genre yet. i don't think you need to yeah yeah, yeah exactly
1: but sometimes i it's cross genres,
2: so it's it's a little bit yeah. weird
1: <laughs> yeah it's very nice hard to, you don't really need to pin these things down we were just talking about this a lot of authors no matter what they write have kind of an eerie, spooky feel to them. It may have nothing paranormal in it, but there's a spookiness there that just you know makes it worth reading because Dallas students yeah. always want paranormal. <laughs> so, have you noticed that or?
0: Yours is probably yours is probably a sexiness because as we've already you yeah. know determined you have endless sexiness. So <laughs> I'll bet you <laughs> I'll bet if you tried, I'll bet if you tried to write something not sexy, it would be sexy anyway, see? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh yeah. So, yeah, so well exactly. It's, it's hard
0: for me it
2: actually to not is be sexy it out but <laughs> uh, it's hard for me not to write a write a romance angle into a story it's very hard for me yeah so i don't i don't know why it's just something i've always lo- loved you know romance so i mean i even have a blog called i love romance blog so mm. <laughs> you so, have the great blog. Too, uh, but, you
0: yeah. do, you do. And I want to I want to ask you a bit about uh, your marketing and your, your, your blog and stuff like that. But first, uh, one thing I'm really curious about, you do a lot. You've done quite a bit of traditional publishing as well as independent publishing. Do you mm-hmm. lean one way or the other? Do you, do you have a preference between the two?
2: Um, I, I guess I would like to be traditional um but i don't i don't mind trying uh self-publishing you know i don't mind going that that route you know when i need to you know like they i can't find a publisher for a certain book because i don't know they like with the children's book i because Mm -hmm. it was related to the magic series i ended up self-publishing it um solstice publishing they stopped doing children's books, so I couldn't submit yeah. it to them. So I thought, yeah, self all public, you know. So. Yeah, um,
1: you, you get a lot more freedom that way, with a lot more, you know, yeah, you don't have to worry so much about genre.
2: Yeah, you can mm-hmm. control the cover, you can control um, mm-hmm. so many different aspects of it.
1: I love that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Boy. And
0: so you you pretty much you would oh. you say that you're pretty much down down the middle in terms of like you want to do yeah, a little bit of both I
2: would say, and I would say it really it just depends on the story you know yeah. some stories yeah. they're going to turn out self-published naturally um, right. other ones they're going to be you know I'm going to I'm always going to try to do traditional if possible but if I can't then you know for some reason because i i tend to not want to follow rules um right right <laughs> i mean it's that bad <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean of course you know if my if i'm with my publisher i gotta follow rules but you know when i'm writing i don't i tend to just let the book happen you know and I don't I don't want to be boxed in anywhere you know I I don't want to be boxed in into I'm not a conformist you know (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) so I I guess it would just pin like if I couldn't get a publisher to take something I'd be like that's fine you know I'll do it myself Uh (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) it doesn't really bother me to do that you know
0: so now, and on top of all this, okay. you also you also write under a couple different names. Um, mostly, from what I understand, is Marie Lavender, but also uh, there's a book, A Misplaced Life, that you wrote under the name Catherine Lane, and mm-hmm. Terror in the Night uh, under the pseudonym Erica Sutherholm. Is that right? So do you do you is there is and you you said something before the show you were you're you're going to try to move everything under under uh, Marie Lavender. So are you going to do any more um, books under these other names?
2: I'm sorry, can you repeat that? You're cutting out.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I think we're having some problems. <laughs> do you plan on writing any other books under any different names?
2: Um... <laughs> i probably will stick to marie lavender for the most part now if i did say erotica i might have to do a different name <laughs> right be right.
1: <laughs> <See> me
2: <laughs>
1: and um, so
0: this book terror in the night that sounds really exciting is that how, how when mm-hmm. did you write that
2: uh when did i write it yeah i i published it 2012 well yeah 2012 is when uh-huh. i was first published and then i think 2013 i went back and revised it and edited it and uh, re-released but anyway so that one <laughs> that one's definitely paranormal and cool it's um it's actually about these two people who have recurring nightmares and they're similar Mm -hmm. nightmares um but they don't they don't know that they're connected until they meet um oh fun and then they start to realize well one of them well i would give too much away but Um, Anyway, they start to realize they have a connection (laughs) uh, because of the dreams. And Uh um, they each have had some things happen to them in the past, so the nightmares just really aren't helping any. (laughs) Well, (laughs) eventually eventually they figure out that there's something really strange going on. And it ends up being like a demon that is actually after them. Mm So, yeah, it's so fun. It's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds
0: awesome. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that one out too. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And what's misplaced life about? Briefly, is it paranormal <laughs> or something else?
2: Yeah, that one is actually the one about the girl that goes after her killer or tries. Oh, oh yeah. Wow.
1: Nice. That, that nice. sounds really good. They both do, actually. They do. <laughs>
0: All right, we're we're almost out of time, but one thing I want to ask you about um you know, I see you on Twitter and we mentioned your blogs and you've interviewed us before and we've been you know, you know, really impressed by, you know, how many how much, you know, marketing you do. It's it's incredible. Um what are what are your thoughts on marketing? What what kind of wisdom can you impart uh when it comes to book marketing?
2: Um I would say just